0: Israel's war is your war. But uh, before we do that, say a couple of things about, about Israel. Let me pray, and then uh, we'll go to the Word of God. Father, we love you. We thank you so much, God, for this day. We thank you for the people that are here. We thank you, God, for the way people have worshipped. God, we thank you, Lord, for the Word of God that is about to go forth, God, powerfully. Lord, we thank you for your Word. We love your Word. God, we thank you for the power of your Spirit, God that, uh, Lord, we know this is not some dead letter, God, but just like in creation where the Spirit was moving over the face of the waters there, God, and Lord, you spoke your word, and with the combination of the Spirit, God, there was light. There was there was creation. There were things that that happened, God, and, and Lord, they're, they're, the same power is here today, God. We have resurrection power. We have resurrection life here, God, and we're so grateful for that, Lord. Your words are Spirit and they are life, and Lord, I just pray that you would move powerfully in this place today, God, and you would speak to hearts and change lives in Jesus' name, we pray, amen, hallelujah, last few days there's been a lot, I'll get to the message here in a moment, but there's been a lot going on in Israel, and we need to be praying for Israel, we need to be praying for uh, uh, that part of the world, um, we, we want to pray, uh, you, you, the best thing to do is to go into this book and find out what God blesses And what he embraces, and then what he loves, you should love. Amen. Amen? And one thing you can go into this book and find out is that God loves the nation of Israel. And God blessed the nation of Israel uh, from the get go. It was formed and created in Genesis 12:1 through three, it was it's where we find its beginnings. It says there now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country, from your relatives, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those that bless you, and the ones who curse you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And we know that Israel, uh, that's the beginning of Israel. And we know that this is a nation that was uh, birthed uh, miraculously. And prophetically, it was uh, it was it was brought there. We know that everywhere in the world that Pharaoh tried to, dr- uh, to, to, to drown and, and and kill them, but he uh, but he wound up drowning. We know that Nebuchadnezzar tried to burn them, uh, and we know that how that ended not so well for ne- Nebuchadnezzar. We know that Haman tried to hang them and end up hanging on the gallows that he built for them to be hung on. We know that Hitler tried to exterminate this nation from the, that was formed. Uh, and uh, we know what happened to Hitler as well uh, uh, in not so uh, short of a period of time. And all the nations of the world have tried to persecute this small place and this people, yet uh, they're more numerous uh, uh, now, especially the spiritual seed of them, than can be counted in the entire earth. And, uh, and God gave them an everlasting covenant. And uh, it, he said in Genesis seventeen seven, I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your disciples. Descendants after you from generation to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Jeremiah 31, 35 through 37, he says, Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day, and fixed order of the moon of the stars for the uh, light by night, who stirs up the sea so that the waves roar, the Lord of hosts is his name. If this fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then shall the offspring of Israel cease from being a nation before me, and I got news for you. The sun came up and the moon will go down tonight and I'm telling you what, and Israel's still going to be a nation tomorrow. Amen? Thus says the Lord, if the heavens above can be measured and the foundations of the earth below can be explored, then I will cast off the offspring of Israel for all that they have done, declares the Lord. They're not going anywhere. They are not going anywhere. The, the, the king of Sweden one time asked uh, a, a Moravian uh, a missionary by the name of Zinzendorf, he asked him, he said, uh, he was troubled about whether the Bible was true and God was real. And he came and called for Zinzendorf. And Zinzendorf, he said, he told him... Said, I've been staying up hours and hours of the day trying to study and figure this. And and the Count Zinzendorf said, You don't need to have ten and twelve hours studying a day and trying to figure it out. He said, I can answer the, the question that you have in two words. It's called the Jews. He said, "I can tell you there's a God just because of the Jews themselves. That's all you need to do is look at the Bible to see if it's real, and that's all you need to do is see if God is real. And so we need to have a connection with the Jews. If you remember, here's our connection as Gentiles, and then I'll go to the message. But our connection as Gentiles is this. You remember the story of Ruth and Naomi? You remember that story? That's our connection with Israel. How this this uh, this young girl who's a Gentile joins herself with." The mother-in-law and says, entreat me to to, to be joined to you. My God's gonna be your God, and my people will be your people. And, and, And she just covenants together with this with this Jewish lady and says, I'm not leaving you, I'm staying with you, and we're connected. And folks, that's how God has connected Jew and Gentile together, one new man that is formed together in Messiah, and that's who he's coming back for. A people that are joined together, and thank God for the people of Israel and we need to pray for them today uh, because they are a supernatural people, they're incredible people, they're, a, they're an amazing people. Have they done everything right? No, they haven't done everything right. Are there a lot of things they've done wrong? Absolutely. That's what's so amazing about the grace of God and where we can look to them and say, you know what, we've done a lot of things wrong in our life and thank God, God chose us too, Amen. God chose them. If you read Romans 9, 10, and 11, you can see where God chose them. He blessed them, and He tells us to pray for them. He chose them because He's sovereign. He is sovereign. That means He can do whatever He wants, when He wants, any time that He wants. Whenever you create a planet, you can decide who you choose, right? He chose the nation of Israel, and He decided, I'm going to bless this people, and through all the world, the Messiah is going to come, and they're going to be blessed. And folks, when you start questioning whether God should have chosen them, Then you got to question whether God should have chosen you. Amen so he is sovereign and he can do what he wants to and he chose to bless this nation and that through all the world a Messiah would come through them and he tells us in Romans 9 that he did that sovereignly. He tells us in 10 that we're to pray for them. That we're to join David who said pray for the peace of Israel. We're to pray like, uh, like Paul who, who, who over and over tells us to pray uh, for the peace of Jerusalem and for his people. He says I, I, he desperately wanted to see them saved and then lastly in Romans 11 we intend Anticipate that God said, I'm not done with this nation called Israel yet. At some point, I'm going to come back and all of Israel will be saved. I'm going to complete this thing and God's going to do something marvelous. So we need to pray for Israel and for the Jewish people. And we need to pray that God would uh, quickly do something to end this war. Over there, it's terrible. It's, a, it's, it's atrocious what's going on. We need to pray for Arabs. There's a lot of Arabs caught up in there that don't uh, agree with things as well. We need to pray for their salvation as well. So we need to pray Pray, pray for this part of the world. But today I want to talk to you about Israel's war is your war. Israel's war is your war. Listen, Amir Safadi, somebody that I I deeply admire and listen to a lot, says, We are experiencing, he just wrote this just a couple of days ago, he said, We are experiencing a very dark demonic activity all around the world uh, with its greatest manifestation in the Middle East. We may see wars in in the physical world, but the demonic activity is even greater in the spiritual one. The only way for the believer to stay calm and focused is by being in the Word and relying on the Lord. And that is so true. That is something that we've got to do. There's a physical war, but there's something even greater going on in the spirit realm right here. And that's what I really want to focus on today when I talk about Israel's war is your war. Ephesians 6. Tim we have been studying this we studied this a lot this year about putting on the armor of God and I believe it's even more relevant now with where we are today look at what uh, the writer here says Paul says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles you could say schemes plans devices of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the dark Of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. In other words, Paul is saying, Our fight is not against people. Let me say that again. Our fight is not against people. People, our fight, look, it's either moved, up. people are either moved upon by an evil spirit or they're moved upon by the Holy Spirit. That's the fight we have. Either people are being manipulated by one of two spirits, the Holy Spirit, or they're being manipulated by an evil spirit. So our fight, he says, is not against flesh and blood or against people, but it's against principalities, it's against powers, it's against rulers, it's against the darkness of this age, it's against spiritual hosts, and spiritual armies of wickedness in heavenly places and because of that therefore put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Paul says take up the whole armor of God not just part of it but take up none of the whole armor of God because this present war is demonically inspired and that's this, this war in Israel this physical war that we're looking at right now it is demonically inspired folks I, I don't know I get news that but maybe some of you guys don't find on your regular news sources and I'm going to tell you what I, I have seen the horrors I can't even hardly won't even look at it anymore I have seen babies charred and burned I have seen Jews taken and their hands back like the Holocaust I've seen the pictures of their hands tied together and burned alive uh, they have stacked babies up 20 high and burned them they, they, they took and raised and pillaged and murdered wives right in front of their their husbands that they took on these motorbikes and came in there and began to go into these kibbutzes, these neighborhoods and they began to take people out of their homes and they began to murder and rape and destroy and pillage and it is nothing but an act of satanic, uh, demonic terror. Amen. That's all you can call it. It's it's straight out of the the pit of hell is, is all you can say about it. It's absolutely horrifying and is sickening. And so in order to understand the present war that is going on though we have to lift our eyes higher than than the videos coming out. We have to lift our eyes higher than the newscasts that are coming out our way. And and understand that it's not a a natural fight that we're we're battling but it is a spiritual fight that we are battling with principalities and powers that I said and, and a host of spiritual wickedness in heavenly In heavenly places. So there's no way that we can fight against what we're seeing and doing in the natural anymore. We can't do anything but add to the conflict by our voices and when our voices are not speaking for the kingdom of God we're in trouble. So I want us to lift our eyes today and I want us to look even further and see what the conflict is really about. And in order to do that the best place to go is back with me to Genesis 3 in your Bibles. Turn there with me. Genesis 3, or it'll be on the screen. It, it, it says that all the way back, we're going to lift our eyes higher than the present battle that is going on. The present war that you're watching on your news. And I want you to see what's really beginning to happen. Genesis 3, it says Satan came into the garden and he was enraged. He was, he was livid because, because he was not worshipped as God. He was livid because, David, there was something higher than him. And that's what he got ticked off. As he was in right, he had a he had a, he had an incredible position, an exalted position. Other places in the Word of God tells us, and the Scripture tells us that he came from this exalted position. But it wasn't good enough for him. He had to have more. There was something in his heart that was evil that made him long to want to be worshipped as God. The Bible says. And so when he when he was denied that position, he came down to the earth. The Bible says into a garden, and and he came after that which was dear to the heart of God. He came after Adam and Eve. He wanted to pervert them. He decided, I hate God and I will pervert the seed of God. I will attempt to come and rule and reign over these people. I'll rule and reign over His creation. And so what He formed was kind of a coup. That's what He came into that garden and kind of did like a coup. And the Bible says He sowed in a seed into the heart. His seed like this evil seed of what he is and he, this nature into the heart of men and women in, of humankind uh, that you don't need God you can judge for yourself right and wrong you don't need this book you don't need the laws of God you can think for yourself so you, you can think what is good and what is evil and make your decisions for yourself so you determine your own self what is good for your future and what is not and he sowed that into the heart of Adam and Eve and when he did he took away that which did, was dear to the heart of God, but listen to me, it's only for a season that he could do this. It's only for a short time, the Bible tells us. So look at Genesis three fourteen. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, so now God comes down and God says, because you have done this, he said, he said because you perverted the creation of God, because you've come down and done this, so the Lord God said in verse 14, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle more than every beast of the field and on your belly you shall go and you shall eat the dust of the ground all the days of your life now listen uh, one of my favorite preachers mentions this and he says this is, this is not uh, you know in, in theology books but, but it's his thought and I think it's a pretty good thought that, that uh, we are made from the dust of the ground right? That's what we were created from, the dust of the ground. And so, so, so now he is sent to devour the, those created in the image of God. He is coming and he is, he, is, he is eating the dust of the ground. That's what he's doing now. That's what he's trying to do. And, and, and the Bible says in verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now this is the what's called the pro-evangelical. I've mentioned that before this is the first gospel preached it's preached by God himself the very first gospel after the fall we know that God had saved us from the foundation of the world before this ever even happened before we were ever even created before there was ever a tree put in the garden there was already a plan of a savior coming to save mankind and to deliver us from from the evil of Satan and, and, and from bondage and so already we see this beautiful plan that is worked out and so the first time this gospel is preached and God tells Satan himself, there is a promise of a people that are going to come and they're going to be brought into this world and they're going to be, whom, whom is going to be born of a seed from a woman. And from that seed is going to come in time the Savior of the world. And this Savior is going to come and be born from this people or this culture or this group that came from this woman and, they, they, and, and he's going to come and he's going to take the cord that is bound up humanity and he's going to unloose that cord uh, and uh, thinking uh, like Satan, and so that's what he's going to come to do. And we see this promise right here that we are going to be taken out of the grasp of the devil himself by Jesus Christ. That is going to come and crush him. He tells us that he is going to come and he's going to he's going to he's going to bruise his heel. In other words, he's going to nail his foot to the cross, but he is going to crush his head eventually. Amen. And that's exactly what he did. And all those who come to Him and follow Him after that and are brought out of the clutches of Him, then they too, when they resist Him, are going to crush His head as well. Amen? Amen. And so, so we see that. We see that this cord that bound humanity to Him, this way of thinking, is, is about to be broken. It's about to be broken by by God Himself. He's going to come. And so this woman, this society, this culture uh, that is going to come into the future, it says, and be born. We know that began with Abraham. And I just read that to you. I just read how uh, how this nation was born that is going to be a blessing through the whole world. Why is it going to be a blessing through the whole world? Because through this is going to come the seed. There's going to come a virgin. And through that virgin is going to come a man. God with us and that Emmanuel is going to break the cord that Satan has put around our neck and that is that has had us under the clutches and bondage of his kingdom and his dominion and we're going to be free and free indeed amen hallelujah and so he began with Abraham God did And it's going to be born through that culture or that people group. There's going to come a seed of a Savior. And that Savior is going to come and overthrow overthrow all of Satan's ambition to rule the world and to be worshipped. And so again, this woman, this culture, this people through whom the Savior was born, the Bible tells us, and he will wound his heel and drive a nail through it. But then Jesus will step on his head and destroy all the power that he has over humanity the bible says and that's exactly what jesus did on the cross he came and destroyed the power that satan and the sway that satan had over mankind so all that are born back into a relationship with jesus christ through the blood of the lamb will step on satan's head as well he the bible says he'll put him under our feet amen So you fast forward to Romans if you want to get a higher picture than the war that's taking place right now around us. And picture what is transpiring. This is a picture of of the devil's heart. This is a a picture. Look at what it says in Revelation 12.4. It says, his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them into the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman. Remember, a woman is going to bring forth a seed. And that seed is going to have its heel bruised, but he will crush his, Satan's head, right? Now listen to what it says and he, uh, his tail drew a third of the stars from heaven. This is what he thinks of the woman. This is what he thinks of the seed. This is what he he wants to do to us. Listen, his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman. Remember she, there is going to be a woman in a seed who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born and she bore a male child who was to rule the nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up to God and to His throne. There is a demonic rage going on here by Satan against the promise, the promised seed. Against the seed that is going to come and crush his head. He is absolutely furious. He's in a demonic rage. He's trying to stop this from happening. We know what he did immediately after after this child's birth. What did he do? Matthew 2 and 15. Look at what he says. And then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry who is motivating this man Herod two forces either the spirit of God or a demonic spirit This is the seed of Satan. This is Satan coming in and literally swaying this man by his power. He's coming in here and he's causing this man to be absolutely wroth that this child is going to be born in this place called Bethlehem. And so he begins to be motivated by this this seed of the serpent. And listen to what it says. Herod was exceedingly angry and he sent forth to put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all in its districts from two years old and under according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Here we see the seed under the influence of darkness moved to destroy the seed under the influence of God. And that is exactly what you have going on in this world today folks. The same spirit just moved upon men to get on motorcycles go into this this, uh, field and start mowing down people and to take them and to take them inside the their homes and to literally kill and destroy and bludgeon their children. It's the same spirit that was here that was demonically inspired to come against the people of God and it's the same spirit that is moving in the world as we see. It's the same one that we saw in the atrocities by Herod 2,000 years ago when he took these babies and murdered them in Bethlehem. The same cry was coming out of Bethlehem that I'm sure was coming out of Jerusalem just the other day or Israel. History repeats itself. Right? It's the same spirit, same scenarios, animated by the same power of darkness. Same spirit, same scenarios, animated by the same power of darkness. And Remember what the Word said when we started, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and against powers and against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Look at Revelation 12, 17. And the dragon was enraged with the woman. And the dragon was enraged with the woman. Look at what, and the dragon was, you wanna know why the world hates the Jews? The dragon was enraged with the woman because the seed is coming through her. Because a nation is being born, and the Messiah is coming, and He wants to do everything in His power to hate the things that God loves and, and to destroy them, and that's what He's coming after. So the dragon is continually from from the time He enters the world to the from before the time He enters the world with the Jews, with Abraham's day, to the time to to the time that, that Jesus comes, to to time after that, to the time now. He's continuously coming against the people of God and the Bible. Bible says that, and the dragon was enraged. This is a spiritual battle. This is a, a battle because through, because the Jews are going to give us the Messiah. Through Israel, a Savior is going to be born. And that's how it comes. If there is no Israel, there is no Messiah. And that's what he's trying to stamp out. And so it's through the woman and, 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 that, that the Messiah comes. And the dragon is enraged. He is absolutely um, angry, the Bible says. Through Israel, Israel, come on, we get our prophets. Through Israel, we get our apostles. Through Israel, we get our Savior. Through Israel, we get our Bible, folks. We are indebted to the nation of Israel. Through Israel, we are grabbed because of their rejection. We have an offer of eternal life through the Savior, and we are grafted in, the Bible says. And so he was wroth and enraged with the woman. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. Israel's war is your war. No, Israel's war is your war. It's a spiritual battle. Look at here. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Israel's war is your war. Both Jew and Gentile fit into that category right there, friend. Who have the commandments and keep the testimony of Jesus Christ? That's you. That's any Jew that has accepted Jesus and that is any Gentile that has accepted Jesus Christ. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. The offspring that were born because they were born uh, in the world through the Jewish people, through the seed... That was to come into the world through faith in Jesus Christ. And so the dragon is still enraged with the woman. And is still vowing to make war both with her and with the rest of her offspring. Which is you and which is me. And so realistically, I didn't get the title of this message and I gleaned much of it. Israel's war is now also yours because you are the seed of Christ. Amen. And it's through you that the victory of the cross is made. And it's through you that the head of the serpent now is crushed. And every time you win a victory, the Bible tells us, you are still stepping on the head of the devil. Every time we refuse to go under. Every time we refuse to bow down. Every time we put away this, this slew foot, his lies. Every time we push back the darkness, we are stepping on him one more time. He is infuriated because his desire is to be worshipped of God, God and the fact that we live proves that he is not God because we're not under his control anymore which proves he is not God Oscar because if he were God we would be under his control but there's one greater than him who has loosed us and we belong to him and we are part of the family of God amen and so he hates us for that reminder every single day hallelujah hallelujah he has no right. He has no power in any of us anymore that are Christ that belong to Christ, that have come to Him. We are free. We are, we have been set free by the by the blood of the Lamb. We live outside of His control now. One time you lived under the clutches of Him. You did what He did. You were a slave to Him. You, do drugs. Do this. Do that. Do alcohol. Do this. Lie. Cheat. Steal. We were under Him. We were a slave. We were His taskmaster. He was our taskmaster. But now we are not under the sway of that. I remember the first time that I bowed my knee at an altar and the next day old things really were passed away and every everything really was new and I didn't have to do his bidding anymore when he said go there I didn't have to go there anymore I wanted to go that way there was a new nature there was a new heart there was a new mind there was a new spirit and now I was walking by the spirit of the Lord amen and I could I could submit myself to God I could resist the devil and he could flee And he's infuriated because he's not worshipped as God. And we live outside of his control. And there's a fury in the heart of the devil. And even more so in the last days. In fact, the Bible says in the last days that he's coming down with great wrath because he knows that his time is short. He knows that his time is short. Matthew 24, what does it say about us, folks? It says this. It says, it says uh, that if, 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 if that he if he hated him, he hates us, right? It tells us that you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Hatred that we see displayed towards Israel, I've got I got I got good and bad news. The hatred you see being displayed toward Israel, I'm afraid, is coming towards the Church of Jesus Christ. The same Vicious vileness that you see being spewed out because Satan knows his time is short. He is enraged. He hates the people of God. He hates the presence of God. He wants to mar us. He wants to he wants to take us out. He's coming down with great wrath. And he's coming uh, to 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 Israel and the Jewish people, but he's also coming to those who have the testimony of Jesus Christ in the Gentile world. But by God's grace, we will stand even in the midst of that person persecution. By God's grace, we will stand as lights in the darkened world. By God's grace, we will have a testimony that He is under our feet and that we are overcomers through the blood of the Lamb. And we will we will fight our enemy and we will fight for the Jew. We will fight for the Gentile. We will be given joy that cannot be taken away, that the world can't see. We'll be given peace. We'll be given peace like a river. We will be given contentment. We will be given temperance. We will be given mercy. We will be given grace. We will be given patience. We'll be given long-suffering. We'll be given uh, everything that we need to fight this enemy in the last day, in the last time. And we will fight even for our enemies. We'll fight for Jew. We'll fight for every Gentile. We'll fight in this last day. And, 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 and we'll prove that the devil has no power in this earth. Amen? Over the people of God. Hallelujah. We're the one thing left in the world that proves the devil is not God. And that he has no right to rule over us. He has no right to rule over us. He has no right to rule over our families and our children. And we can stand as Paul once did in the face of Caesar. I must go to Rome. I must stand before Caesar. He began to tell him constantly, Hey, you ain't wiping me out here on this ship. You're not going to stone me to death. You're, I've got to stand before Caesar. This man who thinks he's God, and I'm going to tell him he ain't God. And, I, and I'm telling you folks, that, that, that that's exactly what was going on and in the mind of the people. Remember two spirits. One spirit of God. Paul's being moved by the spirit of God. The Caesars and the politicians and the people of that day got to such a place they came against the body of Christ and they think we're God. You worship me and bow down to me as God. Right? But it ticks him off that he's not God. And we're the people, like I said, left. And when we stand up like Paul did before Caesar, and we remind him of his place, remind him, hey, you, you, you have a future. You have a future and it's in hell. Right? And listen to what Paul, we're going to close with where we started. Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Here, here's the deal. Just as Israel is constantly attacked. How many, how many got... Has anybody turned on the television and seen the rockets going into Israel? Anybody? Yeah. There's something cool that Israel has. An iron dome, baby. One of the most awesome weapons on the face of the earth. It's a defensive weapon. And they can shoot hundreds of missiles Into the region... And you'll just watch. I mean, go look it up until It's amazing. All of a sudden, this Iron Dome starts shooting out other missiles to counterattack those, and hits everyone. I mean, it's got like a ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent accuracy. It, I mean, literally, Israel would be such so so decimated right now if it wasn't for this Iron Dome. As these missiles come flying in, and this thing just starts shooting them—bam, bam, 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 bam—knocking bam, bam, them out of the sky. Can I tell you that God has left you with an Iron Dome, it's called the armor of God. And we are equipped. We have an iron dome that He has left us with. He says, take up the helmet of salvation and put it on your head so that when He comes and tells you lies, because this is the real battle. Our battle is not flesh and blood. It's in the mind. This is where the real battle right now is going to be fought in this last day. We may not see physical bullets flying here, but you got bullets flying right here every day of your life right now. Oh, you've got fear. You've got, you've got despair. You've got all kind of things, lies coming in right Right here, Maude, in your mind. And he's got an iron dome that he's telling you, put on the full armor of God. Put on the helmet of salvation. And when he begins to tell you, you're not saved, you begin to tell him, hey, hey, devil, I know. And he begins to point out your past. And you say, yeah, I know I've got a past. But it's under the blood of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you about your past. You fell, Lucifer. You You fell out of heaven. And let me tell you not only about your past, but about your future. You're headed for hell. But I'm headed to the right hand of God where I'm going to sit and be with Him forever and rule and reign forever and ever and ever. Amen. And so you put on the helmet of salvation. And then you put on the belt of truth. You get truth in your inward parts. That's why I can't tell you enough. Read this book yourself. You've got to read the book. You don't have to read it religiously. You don't have to read uh, tons and tons and tons. But please, a chapter a day, something. Get into the book and begin to hear the voice of God, the Word of God. And begin to get truth in your inward parts that will help you with right living in this last day. Right thinking, and then be prayer. Be prepared with the feet shod with the gospel of peace, a willingness to move out into this world and to take the gospel of peace to everywhere we go to tell others about the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That God is not mad at you. That God loves you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever would believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Amen. He who has the Son has life. But he who does not have the Son does not have life, but condemnation. Amen. Put on the whole armor, the shield of faith, because missiles are coming, church. Missiles are coming. They're coming. They came. They're coming. Not all right. Me and you, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming at you, Caleb. They're coming. They're coming at you, Aubrey. They're coming. They're going to come. They're going to come. And you need the shield of faith to be able to, to begin to put it up and to ward off the missiles that are being fired our way. We need the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, to fight off things. We need to be able to speak the truth just like Jesus spoke the truth out of his mouth. When he, hey, hey, Satan, for it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And the devil left him in that place and didn't bother him anymore for a season. Take the sword of the Spirit. It's a great weapon that we have, folks. It is like an iron dome. And then he says, Pray always in the Spirit. In other words, pray in unison with the Spirit of God. Don't let your mind be clouded by CNN, by Fox News, by Democrat, Republican, this one, that one. Don't let your mind be crowded by by the the spirit of this age and the vengeance of this age, but begin to say, Holy Spirit, help me to pray in the Spirit always. Help me to pray for the things that You want me to pray for. Help me to pray for the things that need to be prayed for because I do believe, Jesus, that You will triumph in the end. Amen? Mm. Because like that song goes, I know how the story ends. I'm going to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Amen. We're going to see a victory. We are determined. To preach this gospel. We are determined to walk in this. We're determined to take souls with us to heaven in this last day. Amen. We are determined. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord. Cole, I want you to hand out that communion, please. Hallelujah. Because we're going to celebrate the victory. We're going to celebrate the victory this day. That's what we do with communion. You celebrate the victory of Christ. The victory of His death. The victory of His burial. The victory of His resurrection. And we're going to celebrate that victory this morning. Because we're on the winning side. And so Father, we just thank You, Lord. We thank You, God. We thank You that Satan can no longer hold us captive. We thank You, God, that there's a war that has been raging for since the beginning, God. When Satan rebelled. And God, all the wars and all the squimishes that we're seeing right now, God. They're, they're really, God, we've got to lift our high, eyes higher. First the natural, then the spiritual. This is a battle that is, it's, flesh, it's not flesh and blood. It's principalities. God, there's a war that's been going on against you, God, from the very beginning. And Father, it's been going on not only now, Satan turned his attention to your seed and your all and the offspring of Christ because he hates you. And he hates us. He hates because he hates you. He hates us. And but Father, you 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 have already defeated him. You have already made an open show uh, triumphing over him in his in your death and burial and resurrection. You've already set us free in this world from his grips. 1994, Brad Lindsay became a child of God. 1994, Brad Lindsay became a child of the King. 1994, I was set free from from that that form of thinking that had infiltrated my. My entire being, the core of who I really am, was. And Lord, you came and you set me free, God. You set me free, God. Through the seed that was promised to come, Jesus Christ, through his death, burial, resurrection, God. I, I am a child of God and I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And Lord, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful, God, that you have, you have done a work in me, Lord. And I'm thankful that you've done a work in this people here, God, today. Thank you that you've set us free. Thank you, that, that Lord, that the enemy cannot triumph over us. And thank you that as long as we are in this world, we remind him that he is not God. He is not God. And we remind him of his future, and we remind him of our future. Give it all you got, Satan, because we're on the winning side. Greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. We're, we're headed, to a, we're headed to, a, to, a, to a city whose builder and maker is our God. This is only temporary. The present sufferings that we are suffering are not compared with the glory that's about to be revealed in Christ Jesus. And we're here because God loves the world so much that He wants to save And He's so long-suffering, desiring that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And God, we're willing, we're willing, we're willing to go through some stuff, God, so that others can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. But thank you that you didn't leave us without weaponry, Lord. You didn't leave us without an iron dome, God. You said put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand in the evil day. And after done everything, we can stand. Stand. We're going to stand, God, victoriously. Through your death, through your burial, through your resurrection, through the promised coming of the Spirit who now is in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your spirit cannot be triumphed over. It cannot be triumphed over. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for that, God. And that same Spirit, God, one day, one day, one day, God, when it's finally over, the trumpet of God shall sound. Oh. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those of us which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds in the air. And we will be with our Lord and our Savior forever and ever and ever, God. And you will destroy, you will take Satan, and you will, you will finally, he will finally have what he deserves. He will finally, finally be brought before trial and he will be uh, doomed to a lake of fire for all of eternity. Ah, oh, Father, and what a triumphant cheer will go up in that day when all of evil is finally banished. And Father, righteousness righteousness will be prevailing. Outside are the dogs and the whoremongers and the sorcerers. But inside that city is the righteousness of God. The people of God. the, the, the Lord, your people. The ones you created by, by God. Uh, Lord, the ones you that are the offspring, God, uh, of Abraham, Lord. We are the spiritual seed of Abraham. And God, we thank you for that, Lord. And we thank you that we're born again. And we thank you that heaven is our home. And we thank you God that we'll live eternally with you God secure forever never fail never sin again God for you'll give us new, new bodies God Lord we'll see you and we'll be like you God the former things will pass away and everything will be made new oh God what a glorious day what a glorious time